Previously on Vengeance. And I worked with the Thieves Guild until the head rogue stole a crown jewel, and I just had to steal it for myself. And you recognize Horatia, who is the leader of the Thieves Guild. I am willing to drop the charges against you if you will pull off one more heist for me. The uh, Museum of Obsolescence here in Guildford, in an old standing stone, is a huge diamond. Eight keys. You will need this to open the case of the standing stone. These keys will need to be turned simultaneously. The museum is run by an automaton which Orga created. My name is Mode 3. He ambulates using those vine tentacles. Like oh, he just... no. <laughs> the thing is that we also encountered a pair of bracers. I'm here to touch things. <laughs> this is imbued with some sort of enchantment that is like well, well beyond your comprehension as a level to Cleric, you feel like you are in the presence of someone as much as you do something. It feels like it might be worth going for a twofer while we're in there. I have not filled this museum with anything in particular. I would like each of you to tell me a thing that you see in this museum. A painting of the like final countdown, like a diorama. Would there be like a printing press? The cape and cowl of one of the original necromancers animations of unusual creatures mm. or such. A bas-relief of my deity. It is a sundial. Okay. Has a magic flame that moves with the rhythm of the sun. So it's a sundial for indoors. If you can get into that museum and open the stone and bring the diamond back to me, I'll give you your rapier back to you and set you free. And as she says that, uh, she lifts into view the bejeweled rapier. So uh, we left off planning for a heist, having gathered a bunch of info, and I could be wrong, but I think we left off sitting in the healthy chicken. Uh, or actually, I think it, I was going to say in the evening, but I think we, we did like an overnight, and this is maybe like midday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which direction are the eggs facing? Downward. Definitely downward. Okay, good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, should we catch our... It, okay. Is it possible for us to catch our companions up on what we talked about last time? Can we encapsulate it into something meaningful for them? There's a 39-part plan. <laughs> it is incredibly important that steps 14, 18, and 27 go flawlessly. Other than that, everything else has some wiggle room. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. Step one, we get hired on at an entry-level position in the museum. <laughs> We're going for that one, then. I don't know if he's joking. <laughs> I mean, I guess the most important thing that we learned is we probably want both the bracers and the diamond. Right. Oh, that, that reminds me. Um, two things that I wanted to uh, touch on before we push things forward again. Nick Pimlin interacted with uh, a rope vendor named Ropeson. Uh, and I realized listening back that based on the words that came out of my mouth, it kind of sounded like uh, he was maybe a man made of rope. <laughs> and so that's true now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get that impression, but I like this uh, retcon. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he referred to himself as being, uh, you couldn't find a rope stronger than me. And then he offered you his wife when you asked for rope. So I've decided it's a family of like rope Michelin men. <laughs> Who are the ropes that he's selling? His family. 
<laughs> you know, it's it's like a goofy Pluto kind of situation. That's like, <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> if, if Palfrey dies, my next character is going to be of the race Rope Son. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, on a more serious note, uh, listening back, I, I'm not satisfied with um, Ash, what Gebetto got out of his examination of the bracers. Okay. Um, and for one thing, I think I, there was a moment where Gebetto was asking Mode 3 f- for, like, more information. Mm-hmm. And I mistook it as, like, a joke, like, Gebetto, like, pedantic kind of thing and, like, didn't answer the question. So so I wanted to give you, like, a fair answer if I had understood what you were going for there. Okay. Um, and, and also, the, I looked looked more into the spell you cast on it, and you should have learned some more specific things about the bracers. So here's what you actually would have learned. Okay. Um, you would have learned that the bracers grant plus two to AC and don't count as armor or a weapon. Um, you would have learned that they add plus two to damage rolls on unarmed strikes. You would have learned uh, that they can store up to two key points. Um, and you would have learned that once per day, um, by spending a key point stored in it, uh, it can cast the spell Blur on the wearer. God, I wish I was a monk. I want these. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I basically gave you this info, but it is currently affected by the spell Alarm. Yeah. Uh, And you detect the presence of very strong enchantment magic, but are not sure of any specifics. Okay. I think I said illusion last time, but what I meant was enchantment. Um, and then finally, uh, when, when you were asking Mode 3 for more information, he would have told you that these bracers are the museum's most recent acquisition uh, and that they were donated by a remote mountain commune, which experienced multiple break-ins apparently targeting the bracers. They moved them here for safekeeping, but unfortunately, whoever is after them seems to know that they've moved and they've had uh, Mode 3 has had a rash of break-ins since they arrived, uh, but nothing he can't handle, of course. Oh, Mode 3, you sweet summer child. <laughs> I love him so much. So, anyway. So I think it's time that we settled on some sort of plan. Though, I do agree that no plan is a plan. But I think we should iron out a few more details than none, but less details than all of them in case something goes wrong, as it so often does for us. Uh, for those of us late to the party, can we uh, get a brief recap of our current options on the table? Murder. <laughs> Entry-level position. Window light sneak through steel. Um, ask politely. Oh, I like the ask politely. That seems great. Can't see that going wrong. Did I, did I forget any? Uh, the one where we say fuck the diamond and instead raid the thieves' guild. Murder <laughs> murder to Redux, where yeah. we kill the entire Thieves' Guild. Yeah. Oh, okay. Though from Pimlin's intel, it sounds like that's maybe a last resort. Okay. Yeah. My recollection was that the best, it's not even a plan, but the best sort of like <laughs> abstraction of a plan that we had about getting the Bracers and the, the Diamond, if, if we don't want to go up against the Thieves' Guild, was to ask for the Bracers and while we are receiving the bracers, have someone steal the diamond. The thing that I'm more concerned with is that there is a spell that notifies the metal man of the location of things if they are removed. Does the metal man know about the diamond? Does he know that it's in there? Because if he doesn't know about that, 
perhaps he won't be able to track that. He would be able to track the bracers because he knows the bracers are there. But if the diamond is gone and he doesn't, he's not aware the diamond was ever there to begin with. Yeah, how far inside of the obelisk is it? Uh, I would refer you to the illustration, which is the only uh, information you would have. Well, we went to the, they went to the museum. Yeah, but there's nothing on the plaque about a diamond, which there wouldn't be if he's been having, you know, break-in problems. (laughs) So it looks like it's in the center top. Well, he doesn't have any legs, so I don't know that he's seen the top. Well, then maybe you don't have to worry about the alarm spell on mm-hmm. the diamond, if it's reasonable to think that he might not be aware that it's there. Yeah. That is possible. Also, if we get it to the Thieves Guild fast enough, it becomes their problem if he comes to collect it back. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do I know anything about the origin of the bracers? Like, are they familiar to me? Like, when I show up, am I just like, oh, those! <laughs> yeah, okay, so, like, you guys weren't, didn't have the opportunity to go in the museum, but we, we could say that you did. And I, I was thinking that, I mean, obviously in, my, in Motri's description, I'm alluding to the place that you came from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I would think so. Um, the degree to which you were familiar with them is kind of up to you. Okay. Because it, it, it seems like if I have some familiarity with them and they're causing break-ins here, that, that he probably would be fairly willing to let me have them. Only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> The bracers, I think we can get. The most important piece of information is that we have this book and we have a quest given to us. And also, like, we know his mother. And she gave us the quest, technically. So, I think that's easy. The diamond is the one that's gonna be hard and requires the most allocation of our resources. We should kill the creature and be done with it. I, I've never been 100% opposed to that idea. Well, I mean, if the plan is to kill the guy, the creature, we can try it without killing him. And then if we have to kill him. Right. Yeah, like plan B, if shit goes sideways, we're all morally agreed that we will kill the curator. Unless Sergio's like chaotic evil and we don't know it. <laughs> he just wants to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm, know either. I'm, I'm merely pointing out the fact that we seem to be spending a great deal of time in the various <laughs> machinations and planage when there seems to be a very simple and direct solution. <laughs> However, if we want to try to befriend it or distract it or any of those things, I will lend my skills, but we should kill the creature and be done with it. <laughs> I will say I am only opposed because I have yet to kill an innocent. To my knowledge. Do we really know it's innocent? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did slaughter all of those poor thieves guild neophytes. I mean, don't they deserve vengeance? (laughs) You know, Sergio, I think if it comes down to it, you can get first crack at him. We can always ask first. If if it says no, then, then we press the button. Just saying. I have no qualms with that. Um, so let's let's step by step through the question of like who's there, when, who goes in first. Does the does the talking party go in separately from the stealing party? Like, let's actually chop it up here and get into the, the logistics. If we can all get if the if the stealing party can get in from the roof, I yes. would think that would be preferable. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The problem remains that the bracers are one room away. So perhaps... That's right. Yeah, so perhaps the talking party goes in. If he says no, they come join us on the roof. If he gets mad, we are on the roof to hear it. Would we hear him right away over the dramatic theme music to this point? <laughs> That's an excellent point. Depends on if it's a Christopher Nolan film or not. <laughs> you just better hope it's not Michael Bay. <laughs> then the museum explodes. If the heisting team goes in all at once, they may be able to heist simultaneously, toss the bracers to the other room with the diamond, pull them both up and escape like spiders into a greedy, greedy web. Um, My acrobatics is very high, so that's totally possible. Yeah. I mean, how would you gauge your acrobatics if you had to give it a score between one and <laughs> ten? Plus, plus seven. <laughs> That seems very that's arbitrary. <laughs> Presumably, if we're using the keys that we have to open that case, that shouldn't trigger anything. Like, it's not moving the stone to open the case. So if we open the case, and then at the same time, Pimlin chants, gets the diamond while we smash into grab the bracers. Now the trouble remains, if that spell remains on the bracers, we will have to leave town, and we have not yet gotten the book translated. I don't know that the spell would tell him where we are once we've left, just that we've moved them. Oh, okay. So, yeah. if we don't have to leave town, excellent. Yeah. We may just I made a promise that I would go to the cathedral and do menial labor. Oh no, that was today! <laughs> <laughs> Off to a great start. What's, so what's our plan for obscuring the line of sight from the bracer room into the monolith room? I mean, if we do it this way, he w he'll be at the front desk and won't be aware. Do you think he's just going to say, sure, go ahead and help yourself? Or is he going to come back to the bracer room to open it up and give it to us? There are a lot of assumptions about what this creature will do in that plan. And if any of those goes awry, that's why I'm proposing we cut out him entirely. We all go down, we unlock the case, which shouldn't trigger the alarm spell because we have keys. Then when Pimlin gets the diamond, we simultaneously get the bracers. We all go back out, possibly fighting him on our way. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't hear us behind the door. Is it, would it be possible to just get like a mob of urchins to, <laughs> to, run, to run into the museum as we are conducting our theft? Just to just to like create chaos and distraction. I believe I proposed a field trip, and we decided we had to set up a scholarship fund. Well, maybe we can do that. I mean, what are we what are we talking about here? A hundred, a thousand? I mean, oh. do we really want to put a bunch of children? You said urchins, so I assume children in harm's way. Yes. Well, do in harm's way. No, not really. <laughs> you answered very quickly. No, I, we don't want to put urchins in harm's way, but. This dude who is guarding the place seems like an okay entity, and I don't think that he would be in a big hurry to kill a bunch of children. It is equally possible that he would not be in a big hurry to murder children, and would in fact do it at a leisurely pace. <laughs> he would murder them slowly and painfully, that is possible. Yeah. But if he were to kill a pack of children, oh. it would be highly, highly justified. <laughs> I just to recap. Our moral compass is telling us to recruit children. 
after he kills the children. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. This is this is what we've been needing the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, let's just go in the room, and if he comes at us, then we kill him because he attacked us. So. Yeah. So so are we are we liking the ask plus steal? Plan, or do we want to go to a steel only plan? I think steel only. Steel okay. only. Sure. got rope. I don't know what else we need. Did you bring enough rope for the class? Well, I think we only need one rope to go down, right? One at a time. <laughs> I do have my boots of blasting, so if things go south, I can try and just go. From what I read, though, they uh, if I don't use them properly, I could just go into the next room. <laughs> I lied. I have two ropes. Perfect. They're a mating pair. Oh, God. <laughs> this is sounding like a plan is coming together. I want to remind you guys of one fact, which is that this thing is in a 20 foot to a side cube. So there are four keys that need to be turned that are 20 feet in the air. <laughs> four reachable from the ground and four in the, in the air. Well, Mage Hand's going to get one of them, I would assume. Yes. From what we've seen of the museum, can we tell, like, does the glass dome come, like, right down? Like right above that. It's it's centered above it, yeah. Okay, so you could like get to the top of it if we came down the rope wire. You could climb on top, That's like right. be twenty feet in the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can be up there. Yeah, I can be up there. I'm tall. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. And then one's gonna be mage hand, so we just need one more person to be up there. We need four four things up top and four on bottom, right? Yeah. Finland, are you also a bottom? <laughs> so, depends. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you have too much to drink, and you really just can't do much other than lay there. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Palfrey, you have a pretty sick drop move you've been doing. Sure, I'll get up there. Okay. So then Sergio, Suka, Timlin, and Gibetto on the bottom. Sure. Perfect. Why not? And then we don't have to involve any children. But we can if we want to. Yes. Like <laughs> that plan C. Again. <laughs> For child. <laughs> so when do we want to do this? At you night. Know? What's the advantage of doing it at night? Is is Motri any different at night? Motri sleeps and he also- He sleeps anytime there's no one there. It is dark, and thus our identity is obscured. And let's not forget that we also have to do all this without alerting, like, the uh, civil authorities, right? It's not just Mo3 that we are yes. uh, fleeing from here. And yes. I have to beeline to the church for the next That's right. The day. So Everyone has a thing after this, so we got to make sure we wrap it up quickly. <laughs> so once we decide the plan, I'm going to go to the church and then meet yeah. you guys back here at night so that we can do it at night. Okay. All right. Perfect. Break. <laughs> He's just gonna sprint. Uh, I can tell you that'll be a brief scene because it's it's nearly midday at this point, and uh, <laughs> Opic, the uh, the head of the temple, says, uh, "Well, Gibetto, being such a uh, exact person, I thought you would be a little more punctual, but uh, it is about the crack of noon, and uh, I've assigned you to uh, Calum." But uh, he was here bright and early and has already finished his work for the day. So, uh, tell you what, you know, I've heard, I was going to say a good word of your deeds. I've heard of your deeds uh, in the Underdark and uh, willing to give you another shot. So if you, uh, if you come back here tomorrow, uh, bright and early this time, I'll be happy to set you up with Caleb. 
Many, many apologies. It appears that the company I travel with does not keep watches and instead are guided by their own rhythms. It will not happen again. All right, then. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Gebetto just goes, break, and leaves. (laughs) Cool. Uh, So fast forwarding to evening, if nobody has any other preparations or anything. No. My God, this heist is going to happen. This is amazing. Okay. Hey, hey. (laughs) don't you jinx it. We might talk for another hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they won't, but I will. Just for a minute or two, though. Don't worry. Hey, this is Luke Brevort, your host and Dungeon Master. It's a little early in the episode for me to be butting in, but uh, we do, in fact, get the heist rolling just after this, and I didn't want to interrupt the action once it starts, so I'm just stopping you here to thank you for listening to Session 13 of Vengeance and to tell you that the show is edited and sound designed by me, Luke Brevort. Our theme song is Castles in Winter by Joel Van Drogenbroek. All other music is by me. The website for my sound work is splendorsound.com. JL Householder does art for the show. You can find their work at jlhouseholder.com and you can follow the show at vengeance dnd on twitter and you can tweet about the show using the vengeance podcast hashtag well uh put on your ski masks and uh <laughs> coil up your rope because boy we're going on a heist uh follow me here we go okay so tell me about how you are entering how you're approaching this entrance we're gonna follow Pimlin's lead since he scoped it out Oh yeah, so we're gonna take this uh, this route I found last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone's just gonna follow me. Uh, do you want to be stealthy in your approach to the dome? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. All right, let's do a group check of stealth checks, um, and I can just go ahead and tell you that the the uh, DC on this is gonna be fifteen. Um, so just tell me if you're um, if you hit a fifteen or not. How free you know? Yes. I hit it. Okay. Clear. Well, the shit's already hitting the fan. <laughs> Gibetto? Clancy. No. Suka? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that actually is the majority of you. So um, you do succeed in being stealthy on Ooh. your way to the dome. So you're there. Uh, Pimlin, I think you had observed earlier that you could uh, open the panes of, of the dome by removing like the pin of the hinge. We do that very stealthily. Okay. Uh, roll slight a hand for me to see how this goes. Uh, 25. The rest of you are like checking your ears, like, did I go deaf? Did I? I'm not hearing anything. But it was a beautiful, silent removal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> when he removes it, can I percept with listening and looking down into the room? Sure. Um, yeah. So from your vantage point, um, you you don't hear anything. Um, you, you recognize the chamber. It appears to be um, unchanged since the last time you're in there. There are two sconces on the walls. That seemed to be dimmer than when you were in there, but otherwise it is the same room. Is there somewhere to secure the rope ladder on the roof? Yeah, I think I established there are like pipes and chimneys and stuff that you could tie it off to. Shall we? Uh, The ladder unrolls down to uh, just above the surface of the top of the cube. Can we each have a key, please? Yes. Hand out the keys. Thank you. Are all of the keys like identical in most appearance? Like different teeth, but the same key? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted the biggest one. <laughs> you see, he represents the Lollipop Guild, so it's very. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Colin! Now it now that's there. <laughs> Here we are in Guildford. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Should the folks go who are going to be at the bottom go first? Sure. I'll, I'll go first. All right. Uh, this time it's going to be individual stealth checks to get down the ladder stealthily. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Natural 20. Wow. Again, you're checking your ears. Like, what? there's no sound. In your full armor, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Huh? I make stealth checks at disadvantage. That's a 13. Okay, you're good. You're good. I rolled a 10. Okay, you're good. Uh, 25 again. Okay. <laughs> and then Sergio? Right. So 17. Okay. I was about to be mad, but you, like, are a shadow of a being, so. <laughs> I need personality. Uh, that's a a nine. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you, you sort of miss your footing on the bottom rung, and uh, your foot comes down on the, uh, the top of the cube, and it lets out, like, a low resonant. I'm gonna like hold up my hand so that the folks who haven't come down yet don't come down yet and just wait. Uh, 30 seconds pass, you don't hear anything. Okay. Hold uh, 18. Okay, yeah, Magnus is the only one who uh, makes a bit of noise. Okay, uh, you're all standing on top of a 20 foot wide glass cube. What do you do? This is about the time where I wish we had a second rope because we have to get off of the cube. <laughs> I mean, if you guys climbed down it to the floor. We didn't, we climbed onto the oh. onto the top of the cube. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. That's not what I thought was gonna happen. I thought they were gonna go directly to the floor. I guess I missed the, I guess I missed that. I'm a little confused. Yeah. Okay, so, so are you saying like the rope ladder would be, you would have tied it so that it's coming down like along the side of the cube That's so you can kind of step up. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Cool. That's that, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So everyone's where they need to be. Yes. Okay. Mage hand. I'm sorry to be that guy. Do we all need to roll? Do the rest of us need to make stealth checks? Yeah, I think. Did, didn't everybody roll? Not Alfred. Oh, I, well, it's just you. Oh, sorry. I, I thought I was among. <laughs> Tuka, Tuka make a stealth roll. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. I'm... Oh, uh, it's a 19. Okay. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> so we're turning these keys now. Let's, let's all put them in the lock at the same time. Sergio, you got mage hand on one. And yeah. insert. <laughs> like we're really doing it as a look at the judge. On three, we will twist. One, two, three. Turn it. So the sides all kind of open outward and stop at like a, uh, not not all the way flat out, but like at a forty-five degree angle. Okay. And uh, similar to the noise that Magnus's foot made, uh, stepping on or touching the cube, uh, it's a low resonant hum that sort of woofs through uh, the, the halls of the museum, and uh, the case is open. So at this point, I'm supposed to head to the braces, right? The yeah. All so right, we should so. climb down. Yeah, climb down. Um, do I need to make stealth check or? Uh, uh, yes, please. Uh, that is me. Seventeen. Okay, you are good. I got a natural twenty to climb down. Great. Just palfrey on the top. Are you gonna stay up there? I'm staying up. I'm staying. Okay. Up. Yeah. They don't need me. 
All right, so you guys are going over to the bracers then? Yep. Yes. Okay. I think we should wait until we know that Pimlin's task was a success. And by the way, just to make sure it's in the sort of list of facts you guys have, um, when Motri allowed you to touch the bracers, they were in a case that had eight locks that he opened. Mm-hmm. So How big is the case? Like a trophy case, kind okay. of. Okay. Could I reach up? Yes. Okay. Can we tell if all eight need to be turned at the same time? Uh, that is what he did when you saw him open it. Okay. So we're going to need uh, everyone in here to get this unlocked to get out the braces then, right? We're going to, well, this is a much smaller case, so I think we need only four people. Yeah. So go back over to the last keys and a couple other people. Yeah. I'm going to um, ask if Sergio can mage hand my key down to somebody so that I don't throw it. I feel like that's not a good risk to take. You got that? Thank you very much. <laughs> How long does Mage Hand last for? Usually at least a minute, like I'm sure you Yeah, still... I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, it's a minute. Yep, Okay. A minute. I would like to go with them and be one of the people who the case. Great. Would you? No, when I hand out my key. Okay. I have reached the part where I am a liability. Can Vinland give us his key, or is he like... Huh? It's just four keys, right? It's eight. Four people, uh, eight keys. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is yeah. close enough to the ground that you can stand and do both at once. Yeah. Although you probably can't, Pimlin, because you're a halfling. Yeah. So we need... Pimlin can certainly do the bottom ones, I would say. But there's four, four on the top, four on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So if we could get an assist with this case, and then we can grab at the same time. Okay. Right. There are four, four people with eight keys standing in front of the bracers. Are you unlocking? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the case opens in a similar fashion. The bracers are before you. So now we will wait for Pimlin to do his diamond calling, and then we'll grab the bracers. All right, so I go back into the other room. <laughs> <laughs> and how is this diamond situated in this? So as it is, um, the standing stone is closed. Um, it's all stone all around. You can't see the diamond. From the illustration, um, you would get the sense that the diamond is hidden inside of the stone. So I'm going to open up the stone quietly, if I can. Okay, so um, the understanding you had from uh, Horatio was that the words that are translated on the sheet, on the scroll um, are the command words to open the stone. Uh, okay, I'm going to whisper them. Okay, great. Um, so you say those words, and immediately uh, there is a bright line, like a crack forms in one of the corners of the stone, and it begins to open, and as it does, there is another like whoosh, and a light shoots out of the corner of the stone and seems to expand outward, almost like a, a shockwave or something. Uh, but it's not—it's not forceful. It's—it's it's like a light that is moving, in it, and it seems to move all over the walls and out the doors into uh, the other rooms. And there's a moment of silence. And then you three, Suka, Himo, and Magnus, you hear a sort of slithering sound behind you. Knew it. And you guys uh, in the uh, the monolith room, uh, you hear a sort of skittering sound from across the hall. Mm. And from further further back in the museum, you hear some other sounds of movement. I'm gonna shout, everybody run! I'm gonna turn to Hemo and say, get the bracers and go. 
I'm just going to put the bracers <laughs> off. <laughs> They're very helpful. Put them on and go. Yeah. Go up the ladder. Yeah. Okay, roll initiative. Uh, 20, Luke. Okay. Magnus got a 13. Natural 20 for a 21. Eight. <laughs> 18. Okay. Jibeto is up first. I guess, well, I'll give you a chance to sort of, like, I just arbitrarily put your tokens. Sure, sure. Where, where around the stone would you be positioned? I would like to be positioned at that door to the main hallway. Gotcha. And I'll pull out my shield and my great club, and I will tap my armor and boost it to 19. Very good. Cool. Is that a full action for you? Yes, that would cost everything. Okay, great. I will say that you see, like ants pouring out of the diorama, are the tiny figures which appear to have been animated. Oh. And uh, they are swarming across the floor in your direction. Oh, man. That's a big bummer. Pimlet, uh, I should say, this stone has fully opened in front of you, and uh, there is, in fact, a huge gemstone uh, in the center of it, and surrounding it on two flat faces are um, many glyphs of seemingly a similar language to what was on the scroll. Hmm. They're glowing a faint blue. Can I grab the diamond? You can certainly try. Yeah, I'm going to try to grab the diamond. That's why I'm here. Okay, great. Uh, make a strength roll. Oh, God. <laughs> Negative seven. So, I've never rolled a zero in D&D before, but that's a zero. Because <laughs> I have wow. negative two to strength. So, okay. And I rolled a two. Yeah, um, I think uh, i got to give you a harsh consequence there. Um, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, you take uh, four damage um, as you fall back. Because uh, I imagine this thing would have been, you would have to kind of jump up to grip it. Um, but you fall back and maybe hit your head on the, on the ground. That makes sense. Yeah. Bummer, man. Uh, Suka. I know the bracers don't have any effect until I like go into a trance or something. Um, well, actually, actually, so you're putting you put them on before we entered combat. So let's resolve that. Um, you immediately feel a sense of familiarity with these, and Gibetto maybe would have communicated that he felt when he sort of scanned this thing, these things, he felt like he was in the presence of an individual. Um, and you feel maybe in like your meditations, uh, you've you've been pursuing a sense of wholeness, um, and you feel the most like that that you have in your life when you put these on. Um, and in a mechanical sense, you do have access to those abilities, uh, which oh, I can yes. te- text to you. Extra extra destroying arms. <laughs> so excited. But the things that are coming at us are tiny, right? Some of them. Well, from the room where, uh, yeah. not the room we're in. We don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We don't know what's coming for us yet. That's too many German. Okay. It's mostly. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you do have that. And I would say that when the light passed through the room that you're in, it seemed to sort of illuminate the uh, grain of, of the bamboo that these braces are made out of. Okay. And you were hearing a slithering sound from the far side of the room, and you're hearing motion further off in other rooms of the museum. Okay. It's dark, right? 
It's it's dim. It's dim. There there are dim lights. You you can see, but not especially well. Okay. Although you're an elf, so you can see fine. So, do I see what's slithering? Yeah. If you turn around, um, there is the bas relief of the fiend, which seems to have animated and is uh, slithering tentacles uh, down onto the floor in front of you. Okay. Um. I don't really have an idea of what I can do that's useful at this point. Could I start? What I mean, what is it? Is it like a snake? Is it? Hana. It is just an indecipherable mass of tentacles. This is my god. This is Magnus's like deity that he worships. Uh, So it's just like a mass of tentacles. Like there's not discernible orifices or like eyes or anything. It's just like. Just gross tentacles. This is maybe. I believe you have referred to egg sacs in the past. Yeah, there's egg sacs. It's just like, just like a horrible mass. So I, I guess I look at you and I'm like, do I, do we want to hurt this or is this like, it's your duty? Like, is this something that we should attack or is it, like, is it going to be okay with you being here? Because I don't understand the circumstance. I think Magnus has been and continues to just gesture you to run. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'll just leave. <laughs> Seems great. Yeah, I will spend one of my key points to dash. <laughs> I just get the hell out. Okay, so you get halfway across this hallway when you, oh geez, you <laughs> you feel a, uh, a huge blow to the side of your body and you are tossed sideways into this alcove. Um, make a perception check. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, that was a one. Okay. I'll just say you don't see anything. <laughs> okay. Maybe the blow knocks some stars into your vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got little birdies around your head, but something has just struck you uh, and you are you are prone. Okay. Uh, Sergio. So, out of game, mm-hmm. Are we fighting or are we running? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have every intention of uh, doing some fighting. Both we'll fight is, our way out. Both is good. Fight your way out. Okay. All right. So let me get this straight. Uh, there's a, a veritable army of miniatures heading in my direction. Uh, yeah. Um, from where you're standing, um, things you've seen are the stone opening. Uh, Pimlin trying to retrieve a gem and falling over. Um, you can see a vague swarm on the ground in that direction. You've also could probably have seen Suka come charging through the hallway and suddenly just get like ragdolled to the side. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to um, de- uh, turn my attention towards the nearest threat, which is the army of miniatures. Okay. Great. And so. Um, I am going to cast Toll the Dead on the army of miniatures. Interesting. Okay, great. Uh, that is a wisdom save, right? It is a wisdom save. Cool. Wow. Just Luke rolls 300 dice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it fails. Uh, what happens? Um, then I roll a 1d8. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, which is a four. Cool. Um, yeah, you see like a, a bunch of them, I guess, put their hands on their tiny Lilliputian ears and uh, some of them like fall to the ground uh, screaming. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Kind of yeah, cool. Nasty. Magnus. Okay. Uh, Magnus is going to look at the the relief of his god and just like later 
And then he's gonna run after where Suka went and before, like he's gonna like look out into that hallway, first of all. Okay, cool. Um, roll perception. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. 10, okay. Uh, you do not see anything unusual other than Suka on the ground. Okay. I think he's gonna try, go try and help Suka up. Okay. Get Suka uh, up from for sure. Is there anything else that I can do? Or is that my action is helping her? You could do like a bonus action. Okay. Um, do I have any more movement? Actually? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Okay. I want to like help her up and then get like look into that room and try and get in there to help Pimlin. Okay, cool. I'd say you can get um you wouldn't have enough to to help Pimlin up, but you could get to Pimlin. Okay, that's fine. Hemo. All right. So, uh as much as I'd love to hang out and fight this scary monster race thing, I'm going to run towards where uh, Suka went down and I'd also like to do a perception check to see if I uh, see anything. Great, go for it. Uh, 18. Okay, um, you see, what do you see? You see a sort of shadowy, shimmering, vague outline of a humanoid form. Uh, it actually reminds you very much of what you saw just as Pimlin was taken, as you guys were coming into town a couple days ago. Okay. Um, and you see a vague glint of something near their where their waist would be but this this person is like practically right on top of you okay can i use a bonus action to ready uh my dagger i had my long longbow out and like switched my dagger okay yeah sure so switch to that and that the glimmer is almost on like it's close enough that i could probably uh, attack the faint outline i see yes yeah you could certainly give it a go okay so i'm gonna do that um so that's a 16. I roll a 16. Okay, you do have disadvantage, so roll again and take the worst of the two. All right. 14. Uh, that does not hit, unfortunately. Uh, you see the vague outline uh, shift out of the way of your, your strike, and uh, you swing at the air. Okay. Is it my turn? It is. Well, what Palfrey was expecting to happen is that as soon as things started to fan, everybody would come back here and we would all try to leave. But because he sees chaos erupting all around and nobody really seems to be successful in getting back here to make egress, Palfrey's just going to jump down and start kicking some miniature ass. Uh, I want to do my, my signature leaping attack great. on some of those miniatures, and I just want to try to scatter as many of them as I can. Okay, great. Let's have a parkour roll first to see how you're leaping. Okay, is that uh, athletics or acrobatics? Acrobatics. Okay. Oh, that's a... Well... It's a modified one. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? It means I rolled a two. And I have a oh, okay, okay. Well, it, well, it's not. It's not a one. Okay. Uh, okay, you will have disadvantage on your attack roll. Okay, but I can make an attack roll. Yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Uh, now that's a natural one. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, I gotta say, I think what happens here is uh, so. I mean. If we're going by our tokens, you have just leapt over the heads of Gibetto and Sergio. Mm. I think what happens is you land and you fall uh, among this swarm of the little people. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and you are you're sort of at their mercy. Uh, and actually, now that you're very close, Palfrey, um, you see you, you may recall that it was a group of uh, various humanoids, or seemingly like the rebels, and then mm. there was a group of Drow. Uh, and you see that they are lifelike uh, little people, uh, and they are equipped with lifelike-seeming weapons, and the drow seem to have, uh, like, 
rods and wands and staves uh, that are glowing with a purple glow, and uh, they they look cruelly upon you. This is humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, now it's the uh, foe's turns. Hemo, you would perhaps hear a noise behind you and uh, would maybe look over your shoulder to see uh, the empty necromancer's robes with the with the, the arms outstretched and the two halves of a vivisected uh, abomination sort of struggling towards you across the room. Behind it, against the wall, you would see um, a red flame and all of you would hear from a couple rooms away. Actually, Sergio would see out of the corner of his eye two white gloved hands grip the outside of the doorway and pull uh, and the printing press on its wheeled platform pulls itself into the hallway uh, and points at you with a gloved hand. God. <laughs> Some beauty in the beast foolishness right here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Pretty bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking bed knobs and broomsticks. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the the various small like shattered. Uh, I think there was like a shattered spearhead and maybe some books and documents, whatever else in these cases are kind of like vibrating and trying to get break the glass, but they like can't seem to move. Um, and then from very far away in the museum, you hear. Oh, the tables have turned. Now I'm in control. No, you won't open me anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right so first action i'd like to grab palfrey and lift him to his feet okay uh let's see i think you would take an attack of opportunity from these little guys as you're reaching into basically a pile of them to retrieve him i will take that okay uh, your AC is 19, you said? 19. That just hits. Okay, so... Uh, you take four piercing damage as lots of tiny swords stab into you. As, uh, through gritted teeth, as he lifts, um, Palfrey, he's just, you know, I've always wanted to try acupuncture. <laughs> and, uh... Carrot crew, carrot crew. Carrot crew. Never forget. <laughs> Uh, and once Palfrey is up, I think uh, Gebetto is going to swing his mace into a crowd of figurines. Great. Swing that mace. What is it? Let's forget about it. Let's forget about it. Okay. Uh, Finland, you are prone and Magnus is standing near you. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to stand up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I'm gonna look at Magnus and be like, I need help getting that thing out and point to the diamond. And uh, do I have any idea what's going on in these other rooms? I probably just hear it, but I don't. Yeah, I think out of the corner of your eye, you can see the, the mess of bodies that's happening with the, uh, the little people. All right. Well, Magnus, do you think you can get this diamond out? As long as you don't have a negative to your strength, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> uh, what is my carry weight? As a half orc, it's like twelve times whatever your strength score is. Oh, okay. So it's probably a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah, you're encumbered um, after uh, five times your strength score. Okay. And heavily encumbered after ten times your strength score. Okay. So I can lift eighty pounds without being encumbered. So I can try. All right. <laughs> well, he's gonna try. I am gonna step out into the hallway where 
Yep, you knew exactly what I was. I thinking. knew what you're doing. You knew it, right? I was just pointing at the screen too. <laughs> Crazy, this technology <laughs> that they got, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this disembodied finger just appeared above the. Yeah. <laughs> um, and can I see through? Yeah, over Hemo's shoulders. So um, I, I believe Chris gave us the gift of a necromancer's robes with two halves of a uh, like an abomination that have been brought back to life. Mm. Uh, so those are approaching. All right, and I'm gonna unleash a bow at him. At cool. it, I should say. Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so that is a. 25. You guys are probably thinking I'm making this up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the 25s in a row. Uh, were you targeting one of the abominations or the necromancer's robes? Necromancer's robes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that definitely hits. That makes me nervous. Uh, four. Ooh. <laughs> 11. 11. Wow. That's a big hit. Okay. Um, yeah, it. Uh, the arrow catches in the robe and it sort of jerks back uh, into the other room. Cool. Actually, you know what? I said a thing was happening. Okay, yes. I think I said that there was like the light of a flame on the walls. Uh, you see it jerk back, and you actually see part of it catch on fire. Nice. Uh, and it takes some additional damage from that. Cool. Great. Um, you also, now that you're in this room, you can see that uh, the, the bas-relief of the fiend, the tentacles are extending across the floor. They're about halfway across the room. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, uh, as a bonus action, what's in the middle of the room again? Uh, this is just like an area rug. Oh, okay. So I can't hide, huh? <laughs> I guess I'll... you could hide under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Then. Okay. Uh, Suka, uh, Magnus helped you up and then ran into the other room. Yeah. Um, I feel like neither of these are really great scenarios for my arms. Um, yeah. I mean, are we just all trying to leave or is there like a benefit to like attacking these things in robes? I guess. Well, we definitely want to leave. I don't think we want to fight a bunch of items come to life, especially if they're magical. But yeah. we still don't have the diamond, so we got to... <laughs> we, we're stalling until we get the diamond. Yeah. Um, did the thing that, that Hemo tried to attack attack us at all? Um, so what you know is that um, that you were pushed by something where that later appeared. You know that it dodged Hemo's attack. Um, and you know that nothing has happened since then. Okay. I guess what I'll do is cast the prestidigitation spell to see, I want to like light an area to see if I can see anything in this hallway, if I can kind of illuminate this faint outline thing. Okay, cool. Um, make a perception check with advantage. Okay, so the first roll is 19. So. Yeah, okay. Um, so you are able to see the uh, more clearly now the sort of sh a shadowy form standing in the hallway, uh, and you see that it is actually charging at you. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has not yet reached you. Okay. Well, I guess then for my bonus action, I will use my second key point to dodge. Okay. And then any attack roll has disadvantage against me if I can see the attacker. Awesome. And I use a dexterity saving throw with advantage against it. That's great. That's a very good move. So I'll do that. Cool. Uh, Sergio, you're standing in front of uh, Gibetto and Palfrey, who are among many small humanoids. 
I will once again cast Toll the Dead. Okay. On our little little friends. Okay. Uh, I rolled an eleven. Yeah, that's not enough. Okay. <laughs> um, now, question for you, because it, uh-huh. it's technically a group of them. Technically, uh-huh. when who whatever I'm casting at this uh, this on takes damage, it goes from a one d eight to a one d twelve. So is that going to okay. apply here, or do yeah, you want I think me that's to? Fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once again, uh, little little screams erupt, and several of them fall down dead as the spell. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Tiny vengeance. Magnus. Uh, I want to try and pick up that diamond. Okay. Great. Uh, roll plus strength, please. Okay. Just a straight strength check. Straight strength check. Okay. Uh, that's a twenty, not natural. Okay. Um, you grip this stone. Hmm. Roll um, uh, a wisdom save is what I would like, please. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. Okay. You hit it. Um, the, the gemstone begins to come loose. You don't get it all the way out, okay. but it's you, you've loosened it in its mount. Um, and as you do so, um, you feel a pulse of energy travel over your body, but uh, you are you are strong like bull, and uh, it just does not do any harm to you. Okay. Um, and the, the light in the glyphs on the face of the stone fade. Okay. Uh, loosen the stone. I'm gonna, like, whisper yell, or no. Yes, because I didn't see anything, so I would know. I've loosened the stone. <laughs> just trying to like tell like these guys. <laughs> and as you look around, you realize nobody else is in the room with you. <laughs> Wait, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna do. Okay, Hemo. Yeah, all right. Uh, so the um, enemy that we don't really know exactly what it is is getting ready to attack Danielle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna do. I think I, I think I can do this. Use my bonus bonus action to use my elemental whetstone to uh, charge my dagger with radiant energy. Radiant. Hell yeah! So I'm gonna do that, and then I'm going to attack the guy that's about to attack Daniel. Cool. Uh, you have advantage on that attack roll. Oh, natural twenty. So. Oh damn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, this is great. So, um, you feel your dagger plunge into cloth and flesh, and the shadow drops away from this person, um, and you see, uh, well, Pimlin's in the room, so he would quickly identify, uh, you see Horatia, the leader of the Thieves' Guild, uh, and she is, like, mid-air diving at Suka, knives out. Great. But you've you've planted a knife in her neck, um, or not in her neck, in her shoulder. Uh, go ahead and roll some damage. Yeah, the damage I rolled was uh, a nine. Okay, awesome. Uh, Alfred. Okay, I'm going to try to uh, thin out some more of these figurines, and what I would like to do is actually a sort of hybrid, uh, stabbing the floor and hopping up and down and stomping my feet. <laughs> Pretty comical. Okay. Uh, and that is an 11. Okay. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. So, <laughs> they're on to you. <laughs> they somehow managed to go around my feet and my spear. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're skidding around and maybe jumping up onto your ankles as you're, as you're trying to attack Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and give, give them a turn. So, they are going to... Uh, the 
chiefly uh, drow figures are going to climb up your your leg and tuck my pants into my boots. <laughs> All right, uh, a whole bunch of teeny little magic missiles uh, shoot out of their teeny little wands and uh, and sting your leg real bad for uh, five force damage or whatever magic missile does. Oh, you are having a bad one. Thank you. <laughs> Not going well for you. Um, okay, uh, the uh, printing press is going to move down the hall uh, and is going to... I had some fun coming up with moves for this one. Uh... Yes, it's going to try to grab Sergio. Um, you can either use strength or dexterity to oppose its attempt. Uh, that's a 17 plus one. It's an 18. Ooh, you beat it. You beat it. Okay, the gloved hands uh, grab your shoulders, but you manage to wrench your, your way out of its grip. Uh, but it's fucking scary because it's got like a press on the top and it's like, ah, bah, 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 and, like rollers and stuff. And it's, it's coming for you. But then the delicate gloved hands. Um, okay, uh, Pimlin, to your horror, I would assume, in front of you, the two halves of this abomination uh, slurp together into one creature and leap across the room, claws out. Uh, that's a 19 versus AC. Oh, yeah, you know that hits. I know. It hits. <laughs> okay. I should, yeah, I shouldn't. I'm not trying to make you say it. Uh, okay. Four slashing damage to your bod. Oh, boy. Uh, and then from across the room, it's unfortunate you're, you're the only one these guys can see. But uh, from across the room, actually, you know, the uh, the necromancer's robes uh, would, I guess, rub themselves against the wall <laughs> in like to like to uh, get the fire to go out on the on their robes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stand wall and roll. I don't know. Uh, okay, but they take some more fire fire damage. Uh, and you see around the corner uh, comes the very large uh, indoor sundial with its flame spouting angrily in the air. Uh, and it's going to shoot a spout of flame in your direction. Uh, and it's going to miss horribly. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm very sorry. The, t- the tentacles uh, that have been coursing across the floor are going to go through your ankle. Uh, okay, so you can uh, resist this with either strength or dexterity. You've got to beat a 14. Ooh, I'm going dexterity, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you Oh, and I failed. That's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you uh, you are grappled by these, uh, these tentacles, these wooden living tentacles. Um, and uh, the uh, the fiend diorama also uh, drops an egg sack out onto the floor, uh, which seems to quiver uh, as if something is going to happen. All right. Um, Get me out of here. Um, okay. Sorry, I have a lot of foes. I'm going to do well. Oh, you think that's going to work, huh? No, I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Horatia finishes her flying attack um at Suka, uh, and she has disadvantage, so she's going to roll twice. Uh, yeah, she uh, crashes to the floor next to you and uh, snarls at you and says, um, you think you can just put them on? You think you're worthy of something like that? Those are mine. Yours? Yes. Yes, mine. Jibeto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a cursory glance to Palfrey. Does he look worse for the wear or not yet, so... Uh, uh, listen, I'm worse <laughs> than a bunch of tiny missiles being shot at me by a little drow that are climbing up my pants leg. 
Ah, the classic phrase. <laughs> As I always say, I've had worse than a bunch of magic missiles shot at me by tiny rather clowning on my pants like. <laughs> I prepared the worst spells for today. So, uh, so yeah, I guess I'm just going to take another swing into the... No, action, disengage. And I'd like to back up towards the rope. Okay. Uh, and then I want to get uh, as close to the rope as I can. Oh, to the rope. I'm sorry, I thought you said the, uh, the room. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, you can get to the base of the rope. Uh, you could even get, I don't know, five or ten feet up it. I'd like to stay at the rope and just okay. call out to everyone to make their way up it. And I will hold the line, shield out, one hand on the rope. Cool. You do so. Pimlet, uh, you are grappled around the ankle by some tentacles, and there's an abomination in front of you. I'm going to ungrapple myself. Okay, great. Let us oppose each other. Is that the word? Sure. Uh, that is a 14. I rolled a 23. Oh my god. Yeah, you are still grappled, so you can't move, um, but I believe you can still do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your speed is zero. Um, yep, that's all it is. Alright, uh, I am going to take my dagger and stab at whatever's grappling me. Okay, cool. Uh, 15 to hit. That hits. For nine points. Look at that. Roll Dang. a four on a D4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know it. All right, Suka, you are laying next to uh, an, an angry thieves guild leader. Yeah, so she's she's just laying there. So I'd, I'd like to try to speak with her and tell her. I, I'd like to say, these are yours? How, how are they yours? They are mine to get. They are mine to deliver. And I will not fail. Um, okay, well, I guess, Pimlin, do we like this woman? Like, do we care about her? She's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess I'd just like to attack her. Okay. Good call. Great. <laughs> um, so I'll just do my normal attack, which I think is better now with these bracers. Yeah, so what did I give you? I think it's a plus two to hit. Yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry, that's that's plus two to AC. It gives you more damage when you hit. Yes. Okay, so I have to just attack first. All right, which would be a 26. That'll hit. Uh, and I'm going to hit again as my bonus action. I'm going okay. to one more time. Yeah, yeah. Really, so I'm going to try. And this time it's a 12. Uh, that does not hit. Okay, so one damage roll. So my dexterity bonus is plus seven. So it'd be a nine plus two would be- Yeah, a- yeah, that'd be, yeah, that's a big hit. That's dope as hell. You're a murder machine now. <laughs> We're level two. Where do you go from here? <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess I could try and get better at deception. <laughs> there we Google. go. <laughs> Immediately finds the growth path. That's great. <laughs> Cool. Uh, you you battered this woman lying on the floor, Sergio. Ignoring this ridiculous typewriter next to me, I'm going to continue <laughs> to blast at the miniatures that are attacking my companion on the floor. Very good. With told the dead again. Uh, I rolled a uh, seventeen. It does nothing. <laughs> are you making cookies? Because this is like a toll house. <laughs> Toll house are useless. Oh. <laughs> I'm hoping that next time it's more like a bikini atoll and a nuclear explosion of death happens. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. I believe I believe in myself. Magnus. Uh okay, I have two questions. 
Uh, one, when he spoke aloud and looked around, would he have been able to see Horatia at all? It's okay if the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. No? Okay. There's a wall in the way. Okay. And then uh, removing the stone, is that my action or is that a bonus action? That is an action. Okay. This is a, this is a heavy fuck off stone. Okay. I guess I'm going to try and remove it again. Great. Roll plus strength. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. Yeah, um, it comes dislodged. Um, make a deck save as a huge amount of weight uh, transfers to, to your okay. frame supporting it. Uh, that's a 21. Okay, yeah, you you uh, plant your feet and uh, you, you're very lucky. I swear I wrote this down before I heard what you can carry. It weighs 75 pounds, so you can carry this thing. Yes. Uh, then I want to use my movement to start to like start going up the ladder with it. Okay. If I can. Am I able yeah. or just climbing an action versus movement? So, huh. Okay, this gets interesting because this is kind of a two-hand carry. So I would say if you're if you're going up the ladder carrying this thing with one hand, yeah. you're gonna have to make a parkour check uh, to see if you can keep it balanced to stay on the ladder. Okay, I'll go for that. Uh, that's a six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm very sorry, but you uh, you waver and um, the uh, the stone crashes to the floor. Uh, but being diamond uh, does not shatter or anything like that. But uh, it is it is on the ground. Uh, as are you. You are prone. Hemo. All right. So uh, Horatia is on the ground again, kind of having taken uh, Hector beating from Suka, right? Yeah. Uh, and when she's talking to Suka, she said that they were hers. She had to get them to deliver them. So I want to ask her, who who is she delivering them to? Uh, she says, haven't you guessed by now? And roll perception. Yeah, sure. I rolled a, oh, 21. Okay, uh, you notice uh, her eyes are faintly glowing purple. Uh, and you also know notice a faint purple glow um, somewhere inside her robes. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, I think I'm just going to try and stab her. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, using my dagger, I roll 19. That'll hit. And damage roll is 4. Okay. Yeah, um, you slash, slash at her arm, and uh, she recoils in pain. Alfred. I want to take another crack at these uh, <laughs> little miniatures. I know that I'm not really actually helping anything for anybody here, but I'm, not, I'm just, I'm going from a character perspective. I'm really mad. This is infuriating. Uh, so let me make an attack. Oh, here we go. We got a 21. I'll, yeah, I was going to say you have advantage because they're on your leg at this point. So well, then um, yeah. again then because I, yeah. I might get a natural 20. You could crit, yeah. I did not. 21. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that definitely hits. Uh, and that is five hit points of damage. Okay. Um, yeah, you'd say uh, roughly half of them have been bested at this point. Okay. It's going to be a long night, guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, bad guys. So let's start with the little the little ones. Um, so having beaten back the uh, the drow that had climbed up your leg and missled you, uh, you are uh, your other leg is attacked by the other humanoids. Um, that is a twelve versus AC, which I don't believe hits you. Nope. Um, so apparently, yeah, your 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 denim is is thick enough or whatever you want. Uh, is thick enough to stave off their blow. Um, Sergio. Uh, <laughs> You, a gloved hand taps you on the shoulder uh, and then attempts to uh, grab you around the waist. Uh, and it rolled a one. Uh, one of the arms breaks off uh, and clatters to the floor. 
Um, okay, Pimlin, boy, you are in the hot seat, my friend. Um, Don't I know it? Yeah. Um, okay, so the the fiend that is grappling you is going to try to pull you closer to itself. You can either roll uh, strength or dex to try to resist. It's going to be dex every time. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, 23. Okay, yeah, uh, it does not succeed in pulling you closer. The abomination in front of you uh, tries to bite you. Uh, and it misses horribly. I don't know how that works. Maybe the uh, tentacles like jerk you out of the way slightly. Um, the necromancer is going to oops, uh, point a sleeve at you. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Nine. Uh, that does not. You hear a familiar toll, uh, and you take seven necrotic damage. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm, I'm down. Ooh, man. It's getting hairy. Some other stuff still happens as you're unconscious. Uh, the sundial moves into the room, hovering, uh, and shoots a spout of flame at Hemo uh, and misses terribly, uh, lighting the wall on fire. Actually, let's say it hits the abomination, which cries out in pain. And uh, this egg sack uh, begins to quiver and crack open. Uh, there seems to be some sort of creature sticking out, maybe like the baby Velociraptor in Jurassic Park a little bit. Not a Velociraptor, but just for comparison. Um, and then finally, um, Suka, Horatia is going to lunge at you uh, and attempt to rip the bracers off of your arms. Uh, you can either roll strength or dexterity to oppose this. I'm roll dexterity. Um, I, I rolled a one. Ooh. Um, that's a good one. I rolled a 16. Uh, so she succeeds in ripping these away from you, um, and she is going to book it to uh, the bottom of the ladder where she encounters uh, Magnus and Gibetto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, oh. How did I forget? Hey! 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 Um, and you hear the sound of splintering wood. Oh God. Um, and you hear a sort of uh, the cry of, of well, you would recognize Mode Three's voice uh, clear now, and, and uh, you hear him uh, far away in the museum. Gibetto. Bring him. Is Horatia like right up against me? Like in your face? Yeah. Like she is. She is approaching you. I'm going to drop my mace to the floor, reach out a hand, and cast Inflict Wounds. Okay. So I have to make a spell attack roll. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits. I believe it's 3d10 damage. Uh, she takes 17 necrotic damage. Just like as I make contact, I'm just gonna go halt and, you know, hurt her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, is, she is taken aback. Uh, Pimlin, I guess you're making death saves. Oh my gosh. Alright. Do I have the ability to... I, I still had a bonus action on my turn, and I do have a healing spell. Sure. Am I within 60 feet of Pimlin? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna cast Healing Word. It's 1d4 plus 2 spellcasting. So, uh, it's just 1d4 plus 2 health, but it'll stabilize you. Alright. Uh, you get 5 health. Better than no health. It is. It's five better than that. <laughs> okay, so, so on your turn, you are awake, but you are prone. And you still have tentacles around your ankle. Well, I, uh, I'm going to scream help, 
I feel like I'm the only one in this doorway. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to get me out of here. <laughs> and then I'm going to try to stand up. Okay, great. Uh, that is a 19 for Dex. You got it. Uh, you wrench yourself free of the tentacles, and you are up. You have half of your movement left. Oh, so I'm free of the tentacles, huh? All right. Yeah. And I am going to go back towards the uh, standing stone. Okay. Yep. And as a bonus action, I can hide. I'm going to hide behind the standing stone. <laughs> <laughs> and just wait right there. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, Suka, you are bracerless and alone with Hemo in this hallway. Yeah. Um... It seems like we're all at a point where we can work to leave, right? We have, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, I would like to go into the room where almost everybody else is, I guess. Okay. And there's there's no enemy in there at the moment, right? Horatia is is the star here. Um, she's at the bottom of the rope ladder um, and she's oh, yeah. hold, holding your bracers. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to go attack her. Um, cool. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say she sees you coming and sticks a leg out and manages to trip you. Um, so you are you are prone next to her. Okay. Um, Sergio. I'm going to continue to cast Toll the Dead <laughs> at the little <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Sergio will have his vengeance. <laughs> Great. Uh, they rolled the exact same roll, so they fail. They fail. They fail the wisdom save. So, so you I succeed. hit them. Sweet. Yes, the, the good thing happened. Yes. The good thing happened. That is ten damage. Ooh. Okay. Um. There is exactly one little drow left on uh, Palfrey's leg, <laughs> and it gives you the finger. Vengeance. <laughs> you and me both. Magnus, you are prone. Yeah. Uh, Next to with the diamond on the floor next to you, uh, as well as Gibetto and everything else. Okay, uh, I want to use half my movement to get up. Very good. Before I do anything, can I see? Does she have the rapier on her? Roll perception. Okay, because I like recognize her. I assume as I get up and she's like standing next to me. Um, or what? No, I, mean, I guess I wouldn't. Never mind. I wouldn't. Yeah, Pimlin's the only one who's interacted with yeah, her. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not looking for that. Uh, so I'd like to do my bonus action first to cast Hex on her. Okay. Uh, and then I would like to Eldritch Blast her. What does Hex do? Uh, it just means she gets extra necrotic damage if I hit her. Oh, oh. Got, oh right. It's like a mark. Kind of yeah. Thing, yeah. And my Eldritch okay. Blast is now an Agonizing Blast. So if I hit her, then Ooh. extra damage from that too. Wow. Okay. The big guns. We'll see. Oh, okay. It fell off the table. Should I re-roll? Jack dice. Yeah, sure. Yes. Let's pretend. Yeah. It makes it seem like we're all sitting around a table. So, yes. Uh, okay. That is a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Yep. Uh, so it's, uh, that's nine damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a nasty hit. Uh, she recoils in pain. Hemo. Um, where are you at on hit points? Me? Yeah, yours. I'm at right. five. All right, I'd like to use my action to get over to him, and then I actually have the spell Cure Wounds. I have to be within touching range. Cool. 1d8 plus 2. So, oh, I rolled an 8. So you get 10. Nice, nice. I'm full health. Shit. Thank That's you. That's great. It's yep. a big heal. Palfrey. All right, I'm going to... Um, <laughs> I'm going to grab the remaining drow <laughs> of my leg, and I'm going to I'm gonna drop my pike, and I'm going to grab the drow, and I'm going to pull it, like break it in half. 
god. Okay, th- that just happened. And you and you have it on your conscience that you've done such a thing. <laughs> to a to a to a tiny figurine of an evil thing. Okay. <laughs> and as you break it in half, it clatters to the ground. Uh, it, it is wood again. Magic. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, here's the last turn with the bad guys. So um, a little a little nasty tentacle thing breaks out of this egg and comes trolling along. So like, freaking huge group of nasties are like coming in the door here. This thing is gonna try to slap uh, the, um, I should say the uh, printing press is gonna try to slap Sergio uh, with a gloved hand. Uh, 13 versus AC? I think he said that's a hit. Sorry, my computer's being goofy. Yeah, that, I think that hits, mm-hmm. just barely. Uh, okay, well, you take uh, eight bludgeoning damage as this thing just, like, <laughs> gives you what for. You take a big old slap. You would see, down the hall, uh, here comes Mode 3 a-running on his many tentacles. He gets about halfway down the hallway towards you. Horatia is going to uh, reach to her side, throw aside a cloth, and hold up the rapier. Everybody... Yes, everybody make a wisdom saving throw. Rishia has all of our cool stuff. <laughs> disappointing. Seven. I rolled another one. Oh, man. Fourteen. Nine. Fourteens. Both fourteens. Both of you fourteen? Yeah. Okay. Everyone but Palfrey, you are awestruck um, at the sight of this bejeweled rapier, and you are overcome with uh, lust for it. You absolutely must have this. Uh, and mechanically, uh, you are only able to take actions on your turn toward the goal of getting this rapier. Mm. Do we try to save at the end of our turn, or? We'll, we'll get to that next session. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, so freeze frame as Horatia is holding this thing in the air. Uh, and every, Palfrey is not impressed, having just pulled a tiny man in half, but uh, everyone else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Honestly, that fits, I feel like. <laughs> like the best possible app. I got a bunch yeah. of purple drow blood on my face. It's about <laughs> <laughs> what? What? We never planned for uh, toys coming to life. I gotta admit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the 73 part plan. We didn't ask. You didn't go through all the 73 parts. He might have planned for them. That's just true. Can I ask, was anybody on to me when I was having you put things in the museum? Not no. At all. no. Oh, really? Oh, man, I was worried it would be too obvious. I have deep regrets. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say, like, a red dragon. You know? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> That's double horrifying because that also implies that red dragons are obsolete. Ooh, <laughs> There's something yeah. even worse now. <laughs> Our world doesn't have dragons, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah it, would, it, it would have been a paradox. <laughs> and a wormhole would have opened up. And with that, good yeah. night, friends. <laughs> cool. Until next week. Bye. Bye.